Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me, as always... Ben Vanell here, Tommy. The sun is out. The drill has stopped. We're here to record <laughs> part two of our Game of the Year mm-hmm. episodes. The drill has stopped for now, but anything could happen. I reckon they might just be on lunch break. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, okay, let's do this let's really quick it. then. Yeah. <laughs> 15 minute episode this week. Uh, we got to get this in before the end of the year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Yes. I think it's December 31st. Yes. Oh, wow. No, it's the. Th- I oh, think no, it's you're right. The 31st. It's the 31st. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yes. We are putting this up on New Year's Eve. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Ha- Happy New Year. Happy mm. New Year. Uh, yeah, if you missed our part one of the games of 2020, go back and uh, yeah. check that out. You'll be with, totally uh, lost. Be, yeah. Can I listen to part two if I haven't? That's not just a legitimate. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, I got distracted by receiving a phone call. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, who's calling? Jeepers. I, I don't know. That's oh. why. That's hence the distraction. Uh, you answered, Mystery call. You answer unknown numbers? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not a coward. I never do. <laughs> it's pathetic. Yeah, yeah. I, I never do. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. well, you've got to. You're it's the first person I've ever heard of that answers a Yeah. Number if somebody, too. that's, it's so, man, I, <laughs> this generation <laughs> is insulated by these pillows. We put them in. The, you, if you're going to get a call yes. that yep. something awful has happened, mm. it's going to be from an unknown number. That's where it's going to come from, mm. and you need to know. I have all bad news sources saved in my phone as something awful. So I know <laughs> when I see that flash up, I think, ooh, better answer this. Well, and like, uh, you know, it, sometimes, yeah, it's like you've been selected for tax yes. fraud or whatever, oh, you know, yeah, some yeah, dumb yeah. thing, but mm. also that's kind of funny. Breaks up the day. Okay. If I'd have gotten that call two minutes earlier, I'd have answered it. Wow. Right there and then. Okay. Yeah. And I'd have been like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking call me unless I have your number. Beep. Uh, you mentioned generations, Knox. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I think that ties in potentially to what we'll discuss on this episode of the podcast. Millennials love video games. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, we've done our personal top fives in the last episode. We've done a couple of categories. And uh, this episode, we are going to be focusing on a few more categories and uh, discuss of the big games of the year that we didn't mm. get to in last week's episode. Three categories, four games. That's what you're in for. Yep. All right. Shouldn't take as long as it will, <laughs> but it'll take a while. <laughs> Sounds like seven things to do. How long will that take? Mm. 12, 14 minutes. Yes. Two minutes each. Eight yeah. hours. Half-Life Alex. Pretty good. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, no. Ed, do you want to start? Uh, that's that's where we were saying we we're going to start. Yes. Uh, with my personal game of the year, mm. Half-Life Alex. Mm. It's insane that it exists. Mm-hmm. It's nuts that a new Half-Life game actually came out. My excitement about that was large. The <laughs> fact that it was a VR game, I bought a new computer to play it mm-hmm. and a new headset for it. Right. And 
I don't even regret that purchase. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yep. That's the level of quality that I believe Half Life Alex is at. It mm-hmm. is so fucking crazily impressive to me. It's it Astro's Astro's rescue mission kind of made me go like, oh VR, okay, yeah. And this properly made me go, oh VR, totally. okay, yeah. This is we talked on the bonus pod a few weeks ago about Avatar and like the three D right. thing in movies and how that was trying to be this will come back and be this new you know extra little bonus technological thing that that cinemas and and filmmakers would try and push. On, on consumers, it didn't work. VR yeah. was in danger, it felt like, of being the same thing, of just like this gimmick toy tech mm-hmm. thing that a small percentage of people would take up and it wouldn't really lead to any, you know, groundbreaking works of art. Right. That's incorrect because we've got Half-Life Alex. I've played a bunch of this game. Um, I bought uh, a VR headset, yeah, this year. Um, I think apparently convinced a lot of listeners to as mm-hmm. well. And um, one of your co-hosts. <laughs> yes. Well, you listen to the podcast. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. listen live. Yeah. yeah. In in a sense, I'm I'm the number one listener mm-hmm. because I get it before I've got the cans on. Yeah. yeah. I get it before anyone else. Yeah. Even yeah. like with a normal podcast, I kind of drift in and out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to rewind sometimes <laughs> and just go, oh, what were they fucking talking about? And I usually, Why don't they say the name of the game more often? <laughs> yeah. I don't really get it at the time. Right. It's more of a way homer sort of right. thing for me. And sometimes so, yeah. I listen to Ben and Adam and I feel like they're my friends and that I can actually just... <laughs> You know, they say stuff and I want to just be able to yell out and yeah. you know, chime in on the conversation. Mm. Mm. See, I know who called me now. <laughs> oh. they, they, they want, they're checking my smoke alarms, but I'm not oh. there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So maybe, you know. But you didn't have to answer the call to find that out. No, nah, I Googled mm. the number. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, what I do. Yeah, that's what everyone does. Yeah. But maybe they're standing there waiting for me to call them back, waiting oh. in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> looking all sad, looking up at my apartment with little puppy dog eyes oh. going, when's he going to be back? Mm. He told us he was going to be here, but I never did. Mm. I never said I was going to fucking. They never checked. They're checking now. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they don't go into my house. Why? They might steal your Half Life rig. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) they might take that battery out of your your smoke alarm. That battery that you love so much. It's creepy when someone goes into your house and you're not there. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't, I don't know. I got a bunch of laundry out. I um had the landlord visit the other day. They checked first. Yeah. Um. They fixed our oven. Oh, so nice. it was great. Got home and there was a working oven there. Well, what do you use that for? Cooking? Yeah, cooking. Yeah, my my girlfriend made a rhubarb crumble. Huh. It was Ooh. delicious. Nice. Really nice. You made her do it. <laughs> that's that's weird. It's like the fifties around Ben's house, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I cook too. <laughs> I make crumbles sometimes. Uh, I will say, and I haven't played Half Life, Alex. Um, mm-hmm. What you said, Ben, about how the concern that uh, VR might be a gimmick yep. and this is a great groundbreaking piece of art in it, from what I hear, that's true. I still do have those concerns about VR mm. ending up just being a gimmick. I think there's been enough things that have really proved the potential of it, but I think the next couple of years is the thing where you really want to see, like I bought an Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. It just needs more stuff on it that's not just these little like poking around little experiences so I'm I'm, yeah I'm hoping that yeah like I mentioned in the last episode that PlayStation come out with a revised version of their headset and they start kind of pumping it a bit more Mm because yeah more stuff like this now that we've seen the potential of like what you can actually do with a fully fledged game on it what you really want to see now is that that next step of that being followed up on and not it just being 
this thing where in five years' time we're like, oh, remember? Because mm. it could well end up, you know, Half-Life could well end up being the, the avatar of it. It's like, right. oh, yeah, this great tech that people really got into and it really showed what it can do. Shame that no one else really picked up the mantle and ran with it. Because mm. you've got to have the adoption rate of the headsets be high enough that you can make money back off right. of what right. seems like quite a difficult thing to develop. Yeah. And that's why, I guess, because Valve made this who have, I think, infinite money. I think so, yeah. Um, they had, and, and just like, they can kind of do what they want. They mm. put the time into it and made just this really good game mm. that is a great game on its own, but also has the best use of VR that's happened so right, far. Right, right. Um, it's fucking crazy to be in that game. <laughs> To forget that you're... Uh, this sounds so stupid, but to forget that you're playing a VR game to mm. some extent because you're just so in it. Yep. You know, like the thing of like bending down to do something and like going to put your hand on a wall in the game that isn't really there. I did that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got the broken bones to prove it. No, I completely agree. It's It's... We talk about immersion. Everyone that's like one of the big, you know, uh, catch cry words of video games. Yeah. Uh, but it's the most immersive thing I've ever experienced. It's fucking nuts, hey? Yeah. And then, yeah, you combine it with like a really fun, light kind of story mm-hmm. with uh, nice voice acting. Genuine tension and like... Some real fucking horror it, in there. Yeah, it is. And I refuse to play an, any more scary game than this in it. I won't play any Resident Evils in VR. Right. Because this was enough. This was, I mean, like a game like The Last of Us 2 made me feel like, it gave me tension headaches because I was so immersed and drawn into that really tense story. Right. Uh, and and yeah, it's it's that but more in VR with Half-Life Alex. Yeah. It's as artfully done, but you're in it. And uh, yeah, the, the, the visual fidelity of the, the Quest 2 is the headset I used made that possible I think right. because I've not had that experience with other VR titles that I've played mm. and uh, yeah it's a fun well written game it the it's it's a shooter it's, it's a, a first person shooter yep. but the creativity in what you're doing that this VR movement allows you to have mm. to crouch behind things and like lob a grenade over your head it it doesn't just feel like you're doing a motion instead of pushing a button mm. it uh, you are Partic- you, you're physically interacting with the world in a different way yeah, to how a normal shooter would do it. There's a little bit. I've only, I mean, like chapter three, so I'm not that far into it. Right. I'm a few hours in. You haven't gotten to the horror bit either. There's a bit that is like actually a, f- a flat out. You're okay. being pursued oh, no. by basically like Nemesis right. from Resident Evil, but a Half Life version. Oh, God. And it's fucking frightening. Well, well uh, where I am, I've like had a couple of chats with some characters who sort of, you know, Darby's hanging around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I met a creature and the creature told me some stuff. And as you leave that encounter, you know, they might be saying a final couple of sentences and you're like you're like looking up to catch what they're like yeah. you're just reacting like it's actually yeah. happening to you. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's the feeling of like at first you're deliberately like waving your hands around and yes. flipping people off. But at some point you do end up just kind of nodding at people mm. or like blah, 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 like doing a little gesture with your yeah. hand. Yeah. It's really, really weird how quickly your brain goes like, yeah, this is where I live now. Totally, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. The, the closest I've come to that is playing, uh, I don't think I talked about it on the pod at all, the climb in right. on Oculus, which I is just... I think you did, yeah. Yeah, rock climbing and you, like I got it thinking it would just be a bit of a simulated easy thing, but it, it's an actual game. It's like a challenge where you've got... 
a stamina meter so you can't just hang on for as long as you want and you have to like look around and find these little coloured things that you can grab onto and sometimes they're not as always easy to see so you have to like kind of hang down and, mm-hmm. and just that feeling of, yeah, I'm actually scaling a rock and you getting up to a platform and, and genuinely going like, oh, like right. it's tricking me into thinking like it makes me tired because mm. you – buy into like you're looking down and it's a huge drop and you're like you know that the timer is running out and you just completely mentally invest in this reality Mm. of that is taking up all of your vision of like yeah i'm actually getting tired and like puffed out and Mm. feeling that sense of relief at making the next little leap when i pull it off like it's yeah it's It's, really something it's fascinating that it works yeah Yeah. also like Half-Life does a great job with its different um, options for movement and like how intense you want it to be. You can play it sitting or standing. There's like, I guess, accessibility stuff. You right. do need to be able to... Oh, maybe not. I haven't looked into it. Move both arms and things like that. But um, it it gives you options with how sick this might make you and how you want to respond to that. And also, um, just as a game, the, the music and the visuals and all that stuff are really great. And I really enjoyed the fact that it was straight up a Half-Life game and the story ties into the ones that with, you know, the prevailing thought was, oh, they'll never be back. Mm. And it is. And right. it's back in a really effective and good way just as like a Half-Life game. It's great as a shooter. And as the puzzles as well. That was what I was really impressed by is like, oh, yeah, they can put you in a room and the room is locked and you need to figure out how to get to the next part yeah. and you solve that by looking around and using your brain. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm going to stop playing it again when I get home. It's yeah. the best game I played this year. It was a brand new experience for me even though like VR stuff has happened before and it just, as like a ho- an overall game, I think every part comes together as perfectly as they're trying to make it come together in this game. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. I don't think there's really a flaw mm-hmm. in what the game is doing and like it's not an all-encompassing comprehensive do everything game it's a very focused tight narrative based straight corridor shooter but every aspect of that i think is pulled off pretty much as well as you could hope for the mm. ai is good the 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 different scenarios are fresh every time you're not like getting bored of shooting the same enemies in the same places again just the whole thing uh, big chef's kiss from me. <laughs> I think, yeah, the only reason... Or as Ben not- would say, my girlfriend gives it a chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that is Adam's Bellissimo Mama yeah. of 2020. <laughs> I think, yeah, the only reason it's not my favourite game of the year is because VR is not as convenient as playing on a... Just sitting down and, you know, jumping on a PC or, or a console. It's uh, it's very true. you got to prepare your, your afternoon for it I've almost. I've got to move my couch. I've mm, got to do yeah. a whole bunch of shit. Even think, the Rift, yeah. which is about as easy as you can get. It doesn't plug into anything. It just goes on your head. Even that, I have points where I'm like, yeah, like you said, oh, I'm going to move that yeah. around and then yeah. i got to yeah. draw the stationary area thing on the ground. And, and it's like, a little ah, taxing. Fuck. It can be tiring. And, yeah. Yes, you know? it's not as relaxed. It's not... A relaxing experience. No. It's not meant to be, and it's rewarding and satisfying and entertaining. But it's not the same as lying on the couch and playing. If it's something. late at night, I kind of feel like I shouldn't because it's like ah, oh, this is a screen right in front mm. of my eyes before I'm going to bed. Yep. Putting I, yeah. Putting on a headset, moving your couch out of the way to do something that you know is going to make you feel terror. <laughs> yes. Is a bizarre <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Like yep. It, yep. It re- there's a midsection of that game that is one of the scariest things I've ever done. <laughs> God. And it's still a game, whatever. Like, right. It, that just speaks to how calm my life has been. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's it's a very good game. Yes. All right? But it's. I, I think that's fair. It's like if you were watching Jaws on a VR headset, it'd be very scary. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah. fuck, there's a shark. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. 
yeah. Oh, now I've got to dodge the shark? Get out of here. I'm putting on the TV. I'm playing a little fucking something else. Something, uh, something comforting. Much mm. more comforting, yeah. That's our first award category. We thought, you know, crazy year. A lot of people playing games for uh, escapist reasons, obviously. Uh, so we thought we'd give out a COVID comfort game award. COVID comfort game award. Of the year. Of the year. Yes. Hopefully... This is the only year this category. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the 2020. <laughs> we don't want to be addressing the carryover champ next year. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what do we got on the list? So they're not necessarily things that came out this year, mm-hmm. even just things that you, you fell back to maybe or got into because of the time and the and the headspace that COVID meant. So um, these are the ones we've got here currently. The Souls series. Mm. Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. Crusader Kings 3, yes. Paper Mario, mm. Pikmin, Destiny, Clubhouse Games, but what's that called here? 51. 51. Worldwide. Worldwide Games. games something like something that. Like yeah. that? Yeah. Clubhouse Games is way more fun of a yes. name. And Among Us. Yep. Uh, Animal Crossing was, yeah, a huge, just the timing mm. of it was yeah. bizarre. As yep. the world was getting locked down for God knows how long, here's this game that is Basically infinite, that is very calming, that is very relaxing, is very accessible. It allows you to do the things that you were just banned from being able to do. Right, yeah. Basic chores, cultivating some stuff outside, just like interacting with Visiting new friends, people. Visiting friends, going yeah, to people's houses. Totally. And, uh, yeah, I've talked a lot on the show this year about... Uh, I was playing it for a bit when it came out. I got pretty sucked into it for the for the very you know for the first like kind of month or mm. so, and then I kind of drifted off. But then my girlfriend, just from watching me play it over my shoulder, got really into it. Has never been into video games. Basically, stole my mm. switch from me, necessitating me honking the madman button and what, <laughs> yeah. buying a second switch. Yeah. <laughs> Insane thing to do. Yeah. Mental, absolutely <laughs> mental. Buying a second switch. Specifically for the reason that another person wants a switch, crazy. <laughs> Buying a second switch for yourself. Yep. Now we're talking. Same yes. behavior. Yes. Um. And yeah, it 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 kind of hovered around my uh, personal uh, number five of the top five of the mm. year because just for that, it was it was awesome to have something to kind of do with my girlfriend in lockdown. Like she would get really excited to get get into all the developments and like building up the island mm. and everything. Like. It, it it just for that like if you want to talk about something that yeah over the course of the year it it really had staying power in terms of like and it was cool watching yeah someone else who's never had an interest in this stuff right. kind of get sucked into this world and sort of start to see the appeal of it and yeah like the just even like we our birthdays are four days apart and they both happened in the very brutal uh, stage four Melbourne lockdown and turn it on Animal Crossing and you go in and all the little characters there are throwing you a little birthday party mm. it was just very nice and wholesome they should have one character that forgets <laughs> <laughs> having, one, having Tom Knock be like oh yeah fuck they honestly <laughs> uh, they do like, oh they, really what yeah my girlfriend's favourite little guy on our village he wasn't at her party and she got really <laughs> shitty about it and then spent the day trying to track him down on the island to have a crack and then she goes and finds him and he's like, oh, sorry, I forgot, but he's a cupcake. And she's like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. All those little things that are built into it, it's still getting updates. Like they're still, yeah, like their say, previous yeah. ones they've supported for years down the line. They put 
Halloween stuff in. They've got holiday stuff on at the moment. Um, yeah, really impressive the amount of stuff that they continue to put into this game. And yeah, yeah, I think for both of us, mm. it didn't really click quite as hard. Not as hard, but I, I, w- I was going to say I just remembered the time that I was sort of getting a little done with it, which is crazy for yeah a game that it's technically infinite. Mm. It was the Easter stuff, which yeah, is yeah, making yeah. me remember or realize how fucking long ago. It came right. out, yeah. Um, but yeah, all the Easter egg stuff, like shaking trees and getting they um, botched that. Eggs they, and stuff. That yeah. was uh, they shouldn't have made it so mm. overwhelming. But I still loved it, and yeah, I think it came at the perfect time to have a bit of routine. Because I think, yeah, that was when I had no work. I was, like, getting up every day, couldn't leave the apartment and had nothing to do. And that that, that was, like, first lockdown kicking off when people were still like, I'm putting out COVID content. This is, oh, what a strange, like, social experiment. Yeah, No one was, like, quite as fucking sick of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. So And the routine of, like, yeah, I got to get up. I got to, you know, the first kind of couple of days, it really... Gates your progress yep. and like, right. yeah, I've got to collect these bells to put this bit of money in to get this new thing on the island and really get it all. It was nice to just have a bit of a sense of routine yes. at the exact same time that, yeah, everything was just all the days were bleeding into one another. Yeah, well, and I feel like community-wise or whatever, like yeah. everyone was kind of talking about it big at the same time. Yeah, which is similar to one that I don't think wins this, but um, I just wanted to mention it, which is Among Us. Yeah, which right. got big. During when we were in the big second lockdown, yep. and it was a fun game to do socially. Yeah, right. you know, I don't think it's a very good game. Mm. It's like a lying game, you know, mm-hmm. which is they're all enjoyable. This game straight up lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want Sean Murray to give me Among Us back, um, but yeah, like it, it, I it isn't it it capitalized on the moment. Yep, but I don't think like should. Win as much in, stuff as sure, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. You well, know, it's you know, it's it, the translation of a existing board game as well, so it's not. Yeah, uh, it's a yeah. pretty straightforward thing, and the fun thing is lying to a bunch of people, right? You know, or yeah. being like and trying to, you know, it's it's a it's a party it's game like that. It's poker. It's bluffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, the the fact that it was in the zeitgeist when it was mm. made it enjoyable to be like sort of a part of that. But I don't. It it, it was for that moment, and I doubt I'll ever. Go yeah, back to it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the zeitgeist game that we are mentioning. Four guys, not a game that we liked. Or well, that's understood. a flat out bad game. Bad yeah. game, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. The, the enjoyment seemed to be watching Twitch streamers fall off platforms. Exactly. Like Twitch is maybe the the right. comfort game. Right, but for a lot of people, yeah. Fall, yeah. Guy, fall guys isn't, and uh, but Among Us was okay. Yeah, my per- personal uh, enjoyment of just single player stuff, the Paper Mario game mm. and uh, Pikmin Three Deluxe, loved both of them. Raced through Pikmin Three Deluxe, both very similar in that they're just you know pretty pretty slow, just charming, just very you know, low key and just relaxing games to be in at the end of a day, especially, uh, you know, around the times that the news was getting especially brutal and they both happened to come along at times where it was like, this is exactly what I want to be playing right now. Yeah. Do you reckon either of them would like win this category necessarily? Um, 
Or just more personal favourites. Just the, those are just thing. personal. I just wanted to yeah say that they yeah. came out and had a great time with them for those specific reasons of just that category more than anything else. But no, they do not. I'm guessing you feel the same about Crusader Kings three. Yeah, it was a great time sink when I had nothing but time to waste. Um, it's so immersive. It's so complicated and and intricate and multi layered that for a time where you are not allowed to leave the house. Mm and potentially have no work to do or routine, it was great to sink into something so detailed. I think I feel the same about Destiny. Right. Uh, Destiny 1 and 2. I kind of went back through 1 and then did all of 2 afterwards. And I've got more to say about 2 in the PS5 stuff in a mm. normal episode. Mm. But, yeah, I don't think that's an especially good game even. Right. But it is such a thing where it is perfect for that. And I actually weirdly just re-downloaded to uh, via Steam because I noticed, and you know, I'm dumb for not noticing this before. It's free to play now. It's a it's a good one for that. It's up to a point, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I've also put a bunch of hours into Destiny One and Two, just not during COVID. It, yeah, it was a fun COVID distraction type of game. There's lots of very clear things to do that are very simple to do, mm. and it gives you that feedback loop of like, yeah, man, good for you, mm-hmm. which was satisfying during sure. that time uh I, it doesn't win anything because the way they've deleted stuff is so fucking weird oh yeah <laughs> but like the ps5 version runs really well mm. yeah looks good but uh shout out to them as well and also you and me tommy i think both love this game clubhouse games or yeah. world 51 worldwide games yeah i played a bunch of fucking yahtzee on my couch <laughs> at 4 a.m same yeah they <laughs> yeah. were really hooked into yahtzee uh, oh, sorry, Yacht Dice. Yacht Dice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, lot of fun. Just the, yeah, the presentation of it, really great. Yeah. Um, being able to play, yeah, played a couple little board games on the touchscreen with my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, really, really fun. I got really into Ludo for some reason. <laughs> yeah, And right. it's such an unfair game, but it's mm. very fun to fucking hate these fake players, to be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you son of a fucking bitch. And it's all just random dice rolls. There's <laughs> yeah, nothing exactly. to that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, the the presentation of that and all the choices of the games are included. Uh, Mancala I'd never played before and is Mancala really fun. Mancala is fucking awesome. It's a real yeah, good Mancala, game. Mancala and Yacht Dice. I mean, I'd never played Yahtzee before. Right. So those just, it's like, you know what? These are these being the two things I've discovered on here, great. Mm. Even just the little sound of the clinking little gems for, for Mancala and the yep. and the dice rolling and Yacht Dice. Yep. Like, it's all so nicely done. Those sound effects popped into my head last night and it, it yeah, really made me feel nice and good and right. very calmed because, again, this came out yeah. at a time when, uh, I, I mean, I can't remember what, I think it was like we were just out of the first lockdown maybe. Uh, I would put, for all the faults of the actual package of it and everything, the Mario 35 collection, like right. a shame that they didn't do more. But, again, just comfort food, mm. lockdown, playing Galaxy again and remembering what a great game it was. It was like there wasn't yeah. much else out at the time and it was just like, yeah, you know what? Just playing an old 3D platformer that I loved at the time and haven't gone back to. This is kind of all I need for right now, sure. for this week. And yeah, as a as a game and a product and a package and everything else, tons and tons of flaws with it. A very, a very flawed product in many ways. They kind of took the piss, but for just, yeah, playing it again as comfort food, yeah. loved it. Yeah. Well, that was like, because, I mean, I guess Demon's Souls came out this year and is in it, but like, fuck, man, I think... Because I think there's a good argument that Animal Crossing should be the winner of this, but I want to make the argument for like the Souls games as a whole mm. because the the structure of those games is set up to challenge you, give you something that seems insurmountable, and let you succeed at it. Right. And that feeling especially fucking helped me. 
this yeah, year. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's specific. I read a really good article that I can't remember who it was by or where it was, but it was well, about what was how in it? <laughs> <laughs> or how I felt yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was something about how the Souls games help them with depression. Right. Because right. of that thing. It gives you the same as how they say break up your day in a small little task that you can overcome. This is the video game version of that. Right. Yes. Where it's like this lonely, oppressive world that you beat. And it seems bigger than you and scarier than you and it's and it's tough to get through. Mm-hmm. But you do it and you go, Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. That that the satisfaction I got from those games feeling out of control everywhere else mm. was really, really valuable to me this year, going back through them. Right. And like Demon Souls is a good remake of that first one. Those the three Dark Souls games still hold up. Bloodborne is still good. Sekiro I need to go back to because it never it didn't quite click ever. Yep. But uh, yeah, those ones for me specifically are definitely my one. And I think if they're the type of game that resonates with you, probably would help with other people in shitty times and whatever. But I think Animal Crossing maybe wins. Yeah. Well, the only issue with the Souls games is if you're not able to get through them then you just remain depressed. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is how I yeah. feel about them. Yeah. I want to be good at them and I'm not, and it's quite disappointing. Whereas Animal Crossing, you can't lose. For the right. cultural <laughs> impact of, of this year and like, the bizarre timing of it coming out, yeah. and it, it really felt like it had that thing where everyone you knew was playing it for yeah. that month. It was e- the- even people that you didn't even know owned a console yes. at all. You've yes. seen them post a screenshot on Instagram. Celebs and stuff, like yeah. people in bands seeing them on their Instagram. I'm like, these, if oh, celebs get into celebs. it, that's yeah, what exactly. I mean. Oh, yeah. Anything that has going and visiting <laughs> yes. people's islands. Like it's, if Brie Larson had liked Dark Souls, then I would be making <laughs> this argument. But. You can't really go past it in terms of just yeah. like the, the yeah. impact that it had on the year Agreed. culturally. Like, yeah. yeah. I think for most people that, and and it's deliberately designed to be calm and comforting. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. not not challenging and combat. It's a different type of thing. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Animal Crossing, I think, was the COVID comfort game of the year. Well, yeah. yeah but again, I'm I like very comforting for me in that first month and and longer term, like discussing it with my girlfriend. But in terms of just actual pure enjoyment of a game itself, it, for me, it's Persona Five Royal. Mm. Right. A game that I. Like loved the little bit of it, the original one that I played. Hearing you guys talk about it, I really wanted to finish it before this year. I thought, what a shame! I'm probably just never going to get around to sinking a hundred hours into <laughs> yeah. this thing. Mm. And having this as my project to finish in the second lockdown, it's, a bit, it's sort of the same as you, Adam. Helped me immeasurably. Yeah, having yeah. A, like knowing that at the end of a day, if I was here by myself, if we were doing the pod in the evening. And then I'm just going to play this for four hours before bed and have this very, very long thing that I was very invested in the story and all the mechanics of to chip away at incrementally over those months and months and months was just immeasurably helpful. Yeah. And so for me, like that's my that's my personal comfort food game of the year. Totally. Same with the, the Souls ones for me, but Persona 5 Royal uh, is worth talking about as one of the big ones. Yes. Because Persona 5 is one of my favourite games that I've ever played. Yes, me too. And the only reason that, yeah, I think we talked about this on the last episode that we didn't go through Royal was because it's such a weird way to structure new content Mm. onto an old game. Like it's a a remaster, a reimagining basically of the first game that came out three years ago. Mm -hmm. Something like that, maybe nearly four now. Maybe four, 2016 maybe? I think 2016 in Japan and 17 here. Right, sure. Because, yeah, it's, it's something I really want to get to. Yeah. One day. All the new stuff seems like it's great. 
yeah, by like all it accounts, it is in. some quality of life things, but yeah, just even as a without ignoring the you know royal parts of it, mm. just yeah. the game itself. I mean, if you've if you have even a passing interest in RPGs, you, you've got to give this a go. It's the style of it and everything is just so fantastic. Yeah. The story's way beyond what you would imagine looking at it too. Like yeah, yeah. you know, anime high schoolers fight whatever. You know, it's pretty typical sort of setup for something that would make me go, oh, never, thank you. One hundred percent. It's like it's the setup for. All the animes that make anime look kind of juvenile and sure. and not legitimate as an art form, but it's so much more than that. It is like a, a Buffy or something like that where it's got great multi-level writing. It deals with themes that are relevant and serious. It does it in a pretty lighthearted way. Stylistically, it's very beautiful. I love It's visually. incomparable to any other... Like even the other Persona games, I think that yes. yeah. game out of anything that's been made has the best... Going into just style. the options yeah. menu and clicking yeah. on stuff and it's feels and looks good. great. It makes every mm. other game that you boot up, it makes the menu feel just shit and low rent. Like it's yeah. just so impressively styled. The characters are so great. The voice acting is fantastic. Like for a game like this that is so like in an anime style to not, you know, typically with something like this, I'd probably give it an hour and then switch it over to the Japanese vocal track right. but the English voice acting is just so good across the board mm. that it's like I don't want to hear this cat with a different style yes. of voice I don't yeah. even want I'm not even curious to what that sounds like because the, the English person is so good at it they've all nailed it and then yeah. the gameplay itself the, the RPG stuff is pretty simple pretty like uh, easy to come to grips with but it stays fun the whole time through yeah, yeah and changes are, it up just enough yeah mm. there are big Stretches where you are not doing much at all. Like right. there, there were definite nights where I was sitting down to play for a few hours and then going to bed and going, I just watched a movie for five hours. Mm. I don't think I did a single... Like when you go to Hawaii, you basically right. don't do any battles. You don't Or on the other hand, it's like, do anything. like... I guess I just fought in this... In Mementos for ages and I had one yeah. chat with a, with a fortune teller. Yep. And like didn't progress the story really. I just did a bunch of like what... Could feel like busy work in a worse game, right? Yeah. But I never really had that feeling with Persona Five, and Royal is the same thing. That that it, it never felt like it was spinning the wheels. It just felt like you were doing a different ta- and a relaxing mm. task. It, yeah, it's, it's well, relaxing. I think it's because it's all the rapping is so great. Like yeah. the memento stuff. Yeah, you're just driving around and fighting people, but the combat is really fun. It's propulsive and it's full of momentum and the way that it is. Memento. Fresh goes better. It's just, it's fun. Like it's, they make every Hopping aspect into a little cat that turns yeah. into a bus and driving around and again, like we are talking about yeah. last episode, getting up to a new, uh, level of mementos and you know oh what's the theme you know what's the music going to be on this yes weird little enemies it. that you want to see yeah. more of yep yep uh, all the actual persona stuff is quite fun mixing all the personas and yeah, finding new true. ones but then like the social link stuff like going hanging out with people and choosing yeah. the right gift for them mm. and working Eating your a job fucking burger to get yeah. a couple more points like, yeah maxing out those things every, yeah even like so with the hawaii bit like that progresses the story and that feels satisfying fucking around in mementos you're leveling up you're getting better and stronger all the social stuff is like tied into story and the combat like you're constantly moving forward in some way and there's something about the length of it and it is very fucking long it is with the royal stuff i think it's like 130 hours ish roughly Mm. but it 
doesn't feel bloated no. at all, which is crazy. There's mm. no points that feel padded. By the time I got to the end, it's got such a nice emotional ending. Yeah. I was And, yeah. yeah, I kind of got to the end and I was like, well, let us out of lockdown now, I guess, because <laughs> I've, I've done this and, all right, I, I yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, I, I kind of didn't what, want it to end because I was mm. like, yeah, I want this to – while we're – while we're all locked in, I just want this to keep going. I was wondering what triggered your dictator Dan tweets. Why they started? <laughs> I guess yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to uh, find him in Mementos. I need to go into his palace. <laughs> <laughs> Persona Five Royal is the only version to play now too. Don't yeah. bother with the original. Yeah, because it's the same game but with more stuff. Like, there's no reason to play the original one. Yep. And they've tweaked a couple of little things in it that were kind of. I think little quality of life bugbears right. from the first one. There are right. a little, I think there's little things where the cat is constantly bugging you to go to bed in the first one. Yeah, I never right. really noticed that. You just run Me out of either, time. But like yeah. Yeah, yeah, there are a few little things that they've kind of streamlined and gotten rid of and sped up and everything. I think there's right. maybe a bit more voice acting and stuff like that. There's mm. a bit more animation in it. Um, it's an incredible yeah. fucking game. Yeah. yeah. And I think would appeal to almost everybody as well because yeah, it's yeah. quite simple to wrap your head around. The story is is charming but kind of deep and kind of it's really well done. Yeah. Like if you found some element of it to be off-putting, I would say still give it a chance. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it'll justify itself before too long. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, this was my number one of the year. If you want to talk about a game of the year, it is a game that I spent a huge chunk of the year playing. Yeah. So it was, it, it was my number one for that pure... Purely for that reason, it occupied more time out of my life this year than pretty much anything else. Mm. I think I, Persona 5 must have come out in 2017 because I think it went Breath of the Wild then Persona 5 mm. for my top ones then. Maybe it, not. It was my number one for whatever year it came out. I think it must have been 17. But whatever, Royal's no out now and that's the Check best one. Give yeah. it a go. Yep. So it's also, yeah, just an incredible looking game. Spe- <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of games that look good. Yes. Okay. Oh man, what a lucky thing to just come up out of nowhere. Yeah. Um here's a an inventive category we've come up with, mm-hmm. pretty unique to us. Best looking game. Mm. Yeah. We thought long and hard about yeah. whether to include Best looking game. Now, by this, yeah. what we mean is aesthetically the disc itself. Yeah. How yeah, good that yeah. looks. Which game do we want to fuck the most? <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought it was best game in which you look around. Half-Life Alex game. wins, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, you look a lot in that game, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but best yeah. visual presentation, yes. I guess. Because it's yeah. not just specifically technically the best looking one. Uh, even though, But that would be a conversation. But like the whole... We're not here to have conversations, Knox. No, 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 no. Uh, we want to win a yeah. the overall best visually presented game of 2020. Here's the list we have uh, as it stands: Demons Souls, Spider Man Miles Morales, Cyberpunk 2077, Persona 5 colon R in oil, oil, <laughs> The Last of Us Part <laughs> II. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. Couldn't think of a way to say that one that was a little bit offbeat. Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 and Half-Life Alex. Mm. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator doesn't win. Okay. I don't think. Well, it's not. It has huge swaths of it that look like shit. Right. And it's like very demanding yeah. to, to get it running as well as it 
can. Mm-hmm. But when it looks good in a screenshot, boy fucking howdy, does that game look really cool. Yeah, I mean, just the pure... I guess this is one where the technical element of it is why it's on the list. They right. managed to put most of the world in this game. It's, and some of it looks real. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, the, the, the net effect of when you're not, you know, granularly looking at every bit of the ground and going like, well, that's not what Federation Square looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course it isn't. Yeah. yeah. But... I mean, there are bits where they've done more like um, bespoke realistic versions of cities. Yeah. Like London looks more realistic than Melbourne. But when you're flying a good looking plane in really good looking lighting with great looking clouds and a pretty accurate looking world underneath you, it's like entrancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, there are moments where you're like, oh, I'm in a plane looking down at the world. It's so <laughs> it's cool. It's really crazy. A v- the VR patch for that just came out oh, too. Sick. So Oof. I'm going to get home and do that as well. Mm. Half-Life Alex and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to call my girlfriend after this. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, over. Demon Souls <laughs> no, really. and... Uh, I wouldn't be for something like that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> just a joke. Oh, I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Demon Souls and uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, both look fantastic. Mm. Uh, but like it, yeah, PS5 launch games, and uh, yeah, just two games that look so good and have me very excited for eighteen months time on right, the PS5. Right. You know, when we really start, you know, this is like day one stuff, which you know. By the time a console is halfway through its life, starts to look very dated, and it's like right. if stuff's looking this good now. Then fuck the first time you get a naughty dog or a rock star mm. or whoever it is, just really going for it and yeah. uh, and getting the most out of this is pretty exciting stuff. But uh, in their own right, look fantastic. The ray tracing in Spider Man, especially, looks really really cool. Yeah. Again, like we all played through it when it was like the thirty frames ray tracing mode, but they yep. patched it to have a sixty frames ray tracing mode as well. Ooh. Oh really? Evidently, that's wow. recent. Yeah, okay. so uh, I'm looking forward to giving that a try. I've already completely finished off that game. Yeah, which is that's annoying. right. Yeah, but um, it looked fucking good in that 30 frames mode, though. Like, well, yeah, yeah I got halfway through it and downloaded the uh, remastered version of the original and transferred my half finished save over. So, right. looking mm. forward to spending a bit more time in that. Uh, it's scaled a up world. Great fucking looking game. Yeah, yep. it's crazy and um, super fun. Yeah, yeah, very good game in its own right. I think because it's like just sort of like this half sequel to the original, it didn't really make any of our lists or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was close to being my five. It was my five at one point. Yeah, right. A real impressive like, yeah, here's what the PS5 can do right now thing. Demon Souls, I would say, is even a cut above that. Yeah, I, agree. I would agree yeah, with because that. Because yeah. it's been developed for, it's not having to right. have and I a think mode for PS4. A more creative visual style. Like, it's more interesting. Mm. There's more, like, the, the boss designs, like, yeah. the, the level design, the the detail in all the effects. Like, it, it just looks incredible. I think it loses a bit of the unique art style that the original had, which, like, has been pointed out a bunch of times. But, like, just, like, the, the remade versions of the models have a different look. Okay. And it's more kind of grounded in reality than the more, fantastical original mm-hmm. uh, I prefer the original thing but just f- technically this one looks fucking incredible yeah it's the size of some of the shit that is rendering and moving around realistically is and just, so smoothly yeah. in 60 yeah. frames the whole time uh, no load times again yeah. it's yeah. nuts that yeah. technical element of it, it changes the way you play it as well because totally. you're happy to just race back to the Nexus to go upgrade some stuff, whatever, and come back. In the original, it's like a fucking minute and a half loading between yeah. them. So you'd be like, yep. oh, well, I'm not going to bother now. Um, it looks, yeah, really fucking good, but also 
you know, the environments are based on a 2009 game. So they, as much as they have like a grand sort of vista in the distance, you're quite small and close mm, yeah. spaces. Mm. Everything, the animations can look a bit fucked because you've got these things moving around, especially the bosses. They've kept the timing and everything. Uh, right. The, yeah. 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 Such a precise. Yeah. yeah. So it can look a little gawky and a little bit weird uh, at times like that. So just, yeah, presentationally and again, a really fucking amazing photo mode. Yeah. Same as with Spider-Man 2. But um, it doesn't quite have the like art design highs of a couple of the other games on this list that it's a great technical thing and yeah. maybe if there was best technical graphics or whatever which there isn't and we have no control over that. <laughs> Demon no, Souls. No, no. I'm creating a new category best technical graphics. Maybe Demon Souls. Demon Souls for the PS5 <laughs> is the winner. But yeah, Back I to the other category. <laughs> maybe it's, neither of them quite hit it because there's some others on this list that do more with um, their presentation aspects. Well, speaking of technical... Uh, yeah. Something that cannot win uh, on technical basis is Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. It's massively flawed technically. However, if you own a great P uh, PC with yeah. uh, a brand new graphics card and a lot of RAM and an SSD, uh, it's amazing. Some of the, like, as you've said, Nox, on other episodes, static shots of yeah. Cyberpunk yeah. are the most visually incredible thing I've seen in a video game. Yeah, there's the highs of that are really high. The lows are as low as games get. <laughs> yep. I want to read something that you sent to our group chat the other day, Adam. Uh, yeah. A screenshot uh -oh. from... I don't know where this uh -oh. was from. One frequent glitch includes characters going into uh -oh. T-pose, standing with their arms raised to either side and suddenly losing their pants. Users on Reddit describe this phenomenon as straight Donald Duck in it. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. funny. That's, pretty that's, from good. A, that's from a New York Times article. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> that, that stuff takes you out of it to such a degree. I think the stuff that you and I were saying, Tommy, about some of the designs of the ads and the signs and that sort of stuff around the world is a little lacking. I'm not feeling it yet. I need to, yeah. I need to put more time into it. I need to... Uh, yeah, I need to explore around a bit more because I'm still, I'm just not finding that. I mean, I agree in photo mode and, and it's statically it can look great, but at the end of the day, I just feel like it's like, yeah, that's having some fog and then a pink light coming <laughs> off it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that looks cool, but it's not, it's, it looks really, it's impressing me with how good it looks, but not from a technical point of view. Do you know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think the ray tracing does a lot of the heavy lifting for how yeah. good that game yeah. looks. There's, there's a, a point where one of the side missions, you have to help the taxi company guy and you go on this little tour through his, you know, little building, his company building. And mm. there's like a little bit out the back where it's like the, the workshop for the taxis. Right. And there's like a bunch of like five of them lined up in separate little bays. And above each one is a giant fan with lights shining through through and a bit of smoke and then there's lasers working on the thing yeah and it all for me runs perfectly and every time the fan spins around you see the shadow change and the lights move and there's fucking puddles on the ground with reflections of everything happening and it's like it's like you're there in a fantastical cyberpunk world that you can't actually be in in real life it's crazy it's the lighting stuff with ray tracing in spider-man and it's especially in cyberpunk I get it now. Yeah. And it gives me the same feeling of like seeing the original Splinter Cell or like right. Doom 3 when it was like, there's an actual shadow there. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you move the flashlight around and it, yeah, literally casts different shadows on different things. It looks great. It's, and like the refracted yeah. lighting and the reflections and stuff really look incredible. But yeah, just 
a huge amount of the problems with cyberpunk are visual on different platforms and even you know with some of the bugs and stuff on pc if everything is perfectly lit and then you got a dude like holding like with three phones that have stuck in physical space right while he's meant to be talking on one it you know if if a character who died in a pivotal scene has shotgunned himself through the air <laughs> yes. right after he died that affects the look of the game yes you know yep Totally. So it can't be on here, but it, it does look good. Um, the other one that's on here that isn't like technically impressive, but it is, we've talked about it a bunch already, but Persona 5 Royal yep, looks yep. incredible. It's based off of an older game though, obviously. And I think technically, yeah, it isn't the most amazing looking thing, but the presentation of it's it. It's consistent. It, yeah. yeah. It's fucking great, but I personally don't think it fits in this because no. the other three here, I think all... Uh, interesting to talk about from both angles. Mm-hmm. Yep. The one that probably is going to go is Half-Life Alex. Mm-hmm. The being in VR and seeing all that stuff up close is fucking awesome. Yep. But if you were to take the VR element out of it, it's a pretty good looking PC game. Right. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The environments are relatively small most of the time. Yep. Everything is like detailed, but it's detailed in a normal way that is heightened by VR. Right. It's 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 like Really, really good classic sci-fi presentation. Yeah. yeah. It looks like Half-Life 2 remade with modern graphics. Right. You know, because it's set there. But I don't think it's like doing anything so incredible beyond the VR stuff that mm. the actual look of it is the thing. Yeah. It's uh, the yeah. integration of the look into VR. Yep. So these last two here, it's a fucking tough-ass fist fight between these two. I the reckon. last two here, you say? Yeah. The last two. What are you getting at? If only one of us, one of us, could think of how the last two is relevant to the discussion. There's a big, uh, big fist fight at the end of this category too between Mm. the two contenders here. Yeah, yeah, Last of Us Part Two. (laughs) Yeah, Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, But yeah, I think we was it last episode. (laughs) Sometime we talked about Ghost of Tsushima and how how visually beautiful it is and and artful. And how much that plays into the enjoyment of the game. It's yep. it's huge. Yep. The, I, I re- these two, they're, they're doing two different things weirdly, these games. Because mm. like the environments and the scale and the, the beauty of the trees and, the, and lots of little effects happening, all the leaves falling and stuff yeah. is incredible in Ghost of Tsushima. I don't think the characters look that great. Yeah, I would no. agree with that. Yeah, the characters look fucking amazing in The Last of Us. Right. I yeah. And then the environments are good, but like maybe a little drab. Maybe, mm. but like it's uh, all uh, just because of the style of it. Because of like, the style of it, but I think yeah. they're still done so believably. There are a lot of cool ones as well, like yeah. the bridge stuff, or the you know the climbing over the. In the sky is fun. The oh, scale yeah. of that is conveyed very the well. The island that you go to. The island and also bef- before that where you're sneaking around in the forest or the jungle-y stuff. Yep. Like, All the and grass like looks incredible. And yeah. Pushing out of your way as you're crawling around. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I went back and played just like one little mission of this last night just to refresh myself before we talked about it. And yeah, having played a fair bit of Spider-Man, Cyberpunk and yeah, dipping back in on Ghost of Tsushima and you know, them all looking good in their own ways and in their own moment to moments. But just seeing again the facial animations yep. on these characters, which we talked about heaps when we reviewed it back mm. in July, whenever it was, um, it 
it, it just is that cut above. It's so much more technically impressive and you would think it would be such a small thing, but mm. just how much it immerses you in the game and how much just not looking at a character and going, oh, this is a character model versus like, oh, this I buy that this is a real person. I've never seen anything like that yep. in a game no. before this. And it, it, it really, to me, as a technological achievement, it just, for that one small extra detail, it just elevates it a million times above something like Ghost of Tsushima. That's I yeah. think so too, probably. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because yeah. Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima, I still haven't played it on a PS5, but that I've seen footage of it running at 60 and everything on there. It does look incredible yeah. as a video game. But also, The Last of Us Part Two is really well directed. Yes. yes, you know, so that adds to the look of the overall thing because those cutscenes look filmic. Yeah, yeah. that's know? actually. I was gonna say that the facial animation stuff for Ghost of Tsushima is what puts it a cut below The Last of Us Part Two, pretty clearly. But you're, yeah, the other thing that was a, a genuine failing i think of ghost of tsushima is that the cutscenes were not directed at all yeah. it was just a, a camera in the middle distance left right left right uh, like the missions were fun but not because of how they were presented just because of the how the gameplay yeah. became really enjoyable to me some but, of the yeah. sequences that you go through like the in the car the little actiony bits yep when you meet up with jesse yep in The Last yep. of Us 2, uh, some of the horseback stuff later on in the game, going through like the burning village. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's some really incredible looking set pieces. Totally. Yeah. That, um, An open world game can't really do to that same extent. No. But then really, Last of Us like, Part 2 does have tiny, not open world, but, you know, broad their little area version of elements. It. Yeah. 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 I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 managed to have pretty filmic cinematic yeah. Yeah, you're stuff right. in it. But so, again, like yeah. I went back in this last like week and finished off that epilogue yes. of Red Dead 2. I don't think I talked about that on the show. And their character models have their own charm to them, but when they're in a cutscene, it's like this is bordering on a cartoon. It's a yeah. very like overly stylized sure. facial look that you you sort of get used to, but then again, going back to just this, the way that uh Abby, when she her stealth kills and the way she chokes people out and just watching the look on their people's faces yeah. as they're struggling and they're dying you just i've never seen that in a game before where you didn't you play call of duty modern warfare 2 <laughs> right at the last mission there's a bit so okay but um, all right but just making you really see it and believe that every person you take out is is actually dying is it just yeah. it just yeah. really adds to the experience and, and the and animation what you're meant to feel from that game too mm, yeah mm. for sure the animations and stuff are so fluid as well of yeah. everyone like running at you and swinging like it really looks like a fight yeah happening it's yeah. it's very fucking impressive i think red dead 2 is still the best looking game that exists probably I, overall I, oh, yeah. environments as well like as taken as the whole i, I yeah. agree having yeah. just again gone back and finishing it off on a ps5 it, it's just pausing it and going this is this is a photograph yeah. this just is a photograph it's yeah. fucking insane that game yeah. but yeah. The Last of Us Part 2 like probably the strongest element of it is it's visual presentation because it's it's Portraying itself as a film and a story, you know what I mean. Yes, like yeah, that yeah, is- yeah, yeah. You don't buy into that story nearly as much, like you mentioned, Tommy. If you can't see the emotions on these people's right. faces, and you can, and that's why it's winning this category, and why we should talk about it a bit more. Agreed. Yeah. There's a reason why it's yeah, it's on a lot of mo- the bulk of yep. game of the year list because it is such an achievement in terms of 
how it looks, how it plays, uh, how it tells a story. Yep. It takes a huge risk yes. that I I think pays off and I think that even more with a bit of distance from it as well, like yeah. having let it settle. Uh, I don't know if we ever got – I don't. I think I, heard, I think I listened to this after we'd talked about it, but I listened to a thing about it. I think it was the – what's it called? The Girlfriend Reviews oh, yeah. Yeah. YouTube channel yep. where – it's the it's the first time there's been a game where you know a game will challenge you in a technical sense of like shoot this guy or or capture this thing or whatever it is but the way that the um the focus splits in this the way the story splits and you go back and you play as this second character who you've been hunting down and you're not meant to be sympathetic for and the big challenge of this game is uh empathizing with this character and being in the shoes of this character and the and the the challenge of the game being something not that's happening in the game that you're doing, mm. but it being a mental challenge in your head is yeah. just so interesting yes. and I don't think has ever been done before. I I think I... Yeah, I agree on that specific uh, level with that specific choice that they've made. The fact that it was a, a surprise halfway through and then, it, yeah, like you said, makes you re-examine this character and your experience of playing a game full stop or right. or or, uh, or experiencing a story. It's just never something I've ever seen before in anything. Mm. I think if we took almost all of those words and replaced Last of Us 2 with Metal Gear Solid 2, it would all still apply, weirdly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yep. the one other time that I've seen. But at the time, a similar reaction of like, who's this fucking riding kind of? Right. Who looks right. like a girl? Right. You know, like similar reactions yeah. of like... I want my big hero who I liked and, you know, that sort of stuff. Not that if that's a pro... Because I had problems with the story the first time I played it. I'm not, like, mocking anyone who... I'm just doing a voice. Because <laughs> the... If that's your exact voice, then, yeah. okay, maybe Sorry. you... Sorry, yeah. yeah. You've, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> if that's your voice, then, like, hey, send me an email uh, send in that voice. voice. Message, yeah. Record your voice and I'll be like, damn, dude, that's weird as hell. <laughs> but, like... um. I think just the pacing of the story and of the gameplay in between the story, there were some bits, there were some some combat sections that were a little long for me mm-hmm. and the, the flashbacky style of the story didn't click with me when I first played it. Right. I've come to like it way more thinking about it afterwards right. and yeah. think that, yeah, it's probably the only way you could have done it properly. Right. Yeah. But just the actual flow of it and the experience of playing it for the first time for me didn't hit as hard as that game hits after you've had time to settle on it. Right. So yep. that's why it was only like fourth on my list because I I didn't enjoy it as much playing it the first time as I did revisiting it. Right, right. sure. It and defi- also I played it at a weird time where it wasn't out, there wasn't discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. So I was just stuck in this vacuum with it and couldn't process it as well as the, the talk about it and looking at it and analysing it is interesting uh, not yeah. as interesting Nox, Nox. as the game you were stuck in a vacuum that must have sucked uh, <laughs> thank you ladies wow. and gentlemen I'll be taking my leave from this point on boys <laughs> you can finish the show without me I'm going to kill myself uh, yeah. that vacuum joke makes me hope you die son <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I raced through the back end of it because yeah, we were going to yeah. be talking about it on this which I wish that I had had the freedom to not, you know, playing it with a bit more time to really let it all sink in, I think would have been Mm. beneficial at the time. It's also just, uh, you know, I'm kind of contradicting something I said last week in regards to cyberpunk, but to see a triple A like this that just takes these huge risks and really 
they had this idea for how to shake things up and how to tell yeah. a story in a different way and they must have known that it would piss a lot of people off but they still went for it and I mean, when do you ever see that from yeah. something that's that big where there's so yeah. much writing on it? Yeah. Well, I think cyberpunk, part of the problems with that is that it went in the other direction where it's a lot more regular yeah. than, right. than normal and than taking risks. Well, you know my what point, I mean? But my point was, I think last week I was saying, with these big, big games, people always kind of think that, oh, it's going to be this big revolution and people mm-hmm. get swept up and the same thing happened with Red Dead 2 and then it comes out and it's like, yeah, it's just a great story and a great game. And right. you can't, my point was that you can't really look to these big, big things to really shake up how things are done. It's generally just not going to happen. There might be a couple of things here and there, but... Last of Us 2 completely contradicts that. It's, yeah. it's huge budget. It's sure. AAA. It's massively hyped. Huge deal for a lot of people. And they just went, we're not just going to have um, Ellie and Joel go on an adventure again. We're going to yeah. fucking, we're going to just really fuck shit up. And that's totally. the thing is because the first one really fucked shit up. Yes. And people have gotten used to that game and more comfortable with it over time. But it was, it was at the time pretty fucking depressing yeah took some risks like the story ends with just this down note it's yeah. not a happy ending it's crazy for a game where and this is the the the, the thing that people came up against with the last of us 2 you're playing this character you're either implanting or imprinting your personality onto it or mm-hmm. you're hoping that the character makes the decisions that you would make in that situation and the ending of the last of us 1 confronts you with something that you might not agree with or like. And it, yeah, The Last of Us 2 picks up and carries on with that same thought. So right. this is a sequel to the first one mm-hmm. in that way. You know, I think people were saying like, they fucked it. Mm. They wrecked the characters, mm. da, da, da. Like, no, nah, this is exactly... I get the thing of like, well, Joel probably wouldn't put himself in a bad situation like that. And maybe it happened because it was convenient for the story. I kind of get that argument. But also like, yeah, he softened from living in this yeah. place. Like there's, there's ways you can explain it in both directions. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it's also yeah, like, yeah. well, if that's the one uh, suspension of disbelief element to make the rest of this story happen, yeah. fine, because the rest of the story is incredible. Yeah. Well, and the thing of like, I had some criticisms over at the time because I'm engaging with it in so, so much harder than with most games, you know? Right. Yeah. And those little tiny story things you pick up on because the rest of the game is asking you to. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yes. And so like... It is. It's so much more of an engaging story and presented in such a uh, confronting way that, yeah, you're going to have criticisms of it, but it still, it, it, it's because there's more meat there to chew. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's like boring episodes of The Sopranos, but you only care because the rest of it is perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I, yeah, the story of it now. After having gone through the whole thing, because yeah, it's a long fucking game. Yeah, yeah, and it it's depressing. Yeah, it is like a grueling game. It really did give me headaches playing it, but yeah. but I wasn't going to stop. Like. And again, especially when the last bit of it you're doing is this like very harebrained attempt at getting vengeance, mm-hmm. where every other character. Well, the one other significant character is begging you not to go. Right. And you've already yeah. been yeah. playing it for so long and you felt like you've had a conclusion and it feels like it's wrapping up. And you playing it, you're like, yeah, let it go. Yeah. I, I want to be out of this fucking yeah. bleak world. But then you get there and that, that segment looks great and is really mm. well done and directed and executed. And, and then again, like with distance from it, when you let it all settle, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, it all that all makes sense. But it's like you're, you as the player having the reactions that – the characters that aren't the one you're controlling are having yeah. is just such a powerful thing too. Totally. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's, it, and it's a great game from standing from afar. 
I think I didn't quite enjoy it uh, or find the story as satisfying at the time as I do with perspective afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm. Like there were times when I was like, oh my God, this section is so long. Right. I'm fighting similar people again, you know, like, and I was like, wait, where are we in the story now? What happened in between? This jumping around is making me not care about the story because we've lost momentum halfway through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't so much playing as this other character, but like, oh, going over events that we know have already happened, Mm. I'm, I'm not interested in. Right. I had a little bit of like... Oh, but come on, let's get to the bit where this, you know, uh, the confluence happens again. You like leave I, it a crescendo. Yeah, and yeah. Then you'd spend as much time catching again up. catching Which, back up. Like I definitely, like I literally, I put the difficulty down to easy. Right. Because Same. I wanted to see what happened when they came back together. Right. But that's, exactly I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, that's not a, a flaw with the game. That's maybe just a flaw with my patience or what? the time limit that we placed on ourselves because we do a show about video Where we wanted to talk spoilers yeah. and stuff. I think it's yeah. fair to say it's not necessarily a flaw, but it's an issue with the pacing of the game. Right. I think that the presentation of it is, I get that the story is improved with that presentation now after seeing it through, mm. but at the time it isn't fun. Right. It's not. It's not like... Because you also don't really know how long it's going to go for. When it right. first yeah. starts up, you kind of think, oh, this is just a little flashbacky thing and this will be half an hour. Right. And then it, it I don't know how it could signpost. Already. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how else it could signpost to. I mean, it kind of, I think once you start. It goes you, day one again. It says Seattle day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you're upgrading weapons and that's when I kind of started to think, oh, I think I'm probably going to be hanging out in this bit for a while. But yeah. I still didn't even really know that, which maybe if it, Signposted it a bit more heavily, and you were just and you just kind of knew like, oh okay, I can chill because I'm now playing this from another perspective. Yeah. Or maybe if they went back and forth, sure. but I still, it's still again even talking about it. It's like I agree, but I also don't know any other way you could do it and have yes. it be as effective. Yeah, I think like, that's, no. yeah. and it's just different from a lot of video games, and it's a risk, like you said, yeah. where like making you do, but then like Lev turns into such a great character, and you wouldn't have the same appreciation for him if you'd have just like seen him show up with Abby uh, at yeah. the end yeah. and then or at the you know the bit where it goes back and then there's 2 hours of setup and like yeah they're friends i guess mm. you know like yeah. it, it you have to it you it does need what it does but just the pure experience of going through it that first time isn't as fun as a lot of other video games it, i mean does that makes sense yeah 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 it's, yeah. it's kind it's of a similar thing for the piece of work or as a piece of art yeah yeah but yeah the red dead 2 epilogue is a really similar th- and that's why i fell off that because right. got it, it is a bit different because it shows you the credits and everything and it feels like it's wrapping up and i had a hard time with that because the pace changes and i was like i don't want to play as this character yeah like, because i hadn't played the first one i don't have that connection to that character but i was like if i'm going to be dipping back in and doing more stuff in this world, I want to be Arthur Morgan again. Like it yeah. took me ages to kind of get over that hurdle of it being a bit of a, yeah, different side to the story and it kind of splitting the focus because I was mm. like, oh, I don't I don't think I want to be. And then, you you know, you give it time and it's like, oh, it this is great. It needs it for the punchline. Yeah, I think exactly. it's like this is, I think, the same issue that video games journalists have who have deadlines and stuff is like this isn't a movie and if I was not doing this show – I would have played The Last of Us over like two months, probably. Right. Yeah. Right? Like I wouldn't be going, all right, got to clock in another four hours after work tonight. I would have been playing it when I felt like it. And right. if I did get to that halfway point 
and feel like, okay, I've got a sense of, you know, either frustration at not being able to see what happens at the actual end or just a bit of fatigue, I would have not played the game for a week and that wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. I sure. would have just been like, okay, I'm going to wait until it was also I am ready to go back in. It was also the time in Melbourne where we were out of the first lockdown and mm, things I were back. I think we were just going back in. We, we I think something. we were halfway through. We were – because I was coming back from a, a little holiday that I took in the middle and right. I remember like it was going to meet some friends at a at a – bar for lunch or something and had been playing it in the morning was just kind of like late to get there because i was like i just want to finish this off and that kind of thing exactly what you're saying ben like like life being back it's like yeah it would have been nicer to spend the time just with it as a side you know yeah i I played it the way i tend to play stuff that i get really into which is just honking it Yeah. yeah and i would have done that either way. Right. But like... We got a pre-release code not all that long before, maybe 24 to 48 hours yeah. before it yeah. came out and you finished it before the game was on shelves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, I think I would have done that that Friday anyway. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But it, yeah, just the... the I think because it's so close to being... Like, because it's so good, there's more noticeable things for me with like the pacing of the story, especially just the first time you go through it as a as a, a its initial impression i mm. don't think is as strong as what's there after you've had time to sit on it yeah yeah you know but it's still great and it's my fourth favorite game of the year you know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah yeah it's yeah. very very good i just yeah there are some and also i get when people are like it's too grim for me right yeah. now sure. it yeah. is a fucking down and there's nothing redeeming yeah. yeah like it's got stuff to say about like but i do think that there's some Merit to the idea that, like, so the game's point is that revenge is bad or, like, anger is bad. You know what? Sure, I, it's reductive. But, like, but it's, it's a tragedy and, like, you, you, can, yeah. you can say that some of the Greek tragedies are too depressing. Right, but you can't exactly. say they're not classic works of art. It's just a taste thing. Yeah, I, I just get that, like, I, I get if it's not for some, you know, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, thing yeah, of yeah. just, like, down, 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 dig. Yeah. Oh, is, Oedipus ends up killing everyone and fucking yeah. everyone and then he killing them too. wanted to fuck who? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but you do learn something about the nature of humanity. So, right. yeah. Uh, but, yes. I, I do think, yes, I agree that it's, like, reductive to just be like, oh, it's saying revenge is bad. Blah. It presents that in such a... Uh, Artful way Yeah yeah That I do think It works overall But I also get Just being put off By the game Because It wants you to feel bad Yes 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 Anyway Jackass 2 Best (laughs) movie of the year Uh, Yeah The Last of Us 2 is great There are a lot of great games That generate Because that was kind of (laughs) like That was Kind of felt like The wrap up for the gen- I know Ghost of Tsushima came out and Cyberpunk is technically on the old consoles and there are more games that came out. Yeah. T- Cyberpunk was- really should technically be regarded as not being on the last gen. It should have. Yeah. It, they should have won. It that was... Just yeah. Anyway. yeah. But same as Last of Us 1 was kind of like the last PS3 game that yep. was like big. Last of Us 2 felt like the last PS4 game. So we thought for the last, Kyrie, why don't we go back and say what what's some of the best... What was the best game of the last generation? Just as a last category to wrap up before we talk about another game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back and finishing Red Dead Two, I'm, I am really glad that I left that uh, last little bit of it to do with a bit. I, I can't, you know, I was talking to a friend about this and I realised that the gap of time that I took between finishing the main game and the epilogue is the amount of time that 
that passes oh, actually what? in the game. So I kind of ended up playing this game in real time. Wow. That's funny. Um, and yeah. Get really getting into the role play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like how Ben would go out and camp sometimes yes. just because like, I think Arthur would be hungry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think yes. he'd be sleepy. <laughs> just doing the, uh, yeah, doing the last little bit of it on a, on a, yeah, on the console with a little bit more oomph yeah. and just really basking in. And, uh, you know, again, like going back to it after Cyberpunk not really giving me what I wanted and just finding it's like this this game is just so elegant in the way mm. that it's that it's doing everything. Like I yep. think there's a pretty strong case to be made for that or Breath of the Wild are probably my two picks. Oh, of yeah, that didn't even come up for me. It's, it's always hard to talk about, about Nintendo in terms of... Um, Generations because yeah. they're kind of you know they kind of bring they I mean, bring their stuff out halfway through previous yeah. ones. It like, was on the Wii U and the Switch, which were the two consoles right. they brought out during this generation. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like the Wii U came out in what 2011, I reckon, maybe Something 2012. Like that. Yeah, and then the other consoles came out in 2013. So it's sort of it. Uh, Breath of the Wild, I reckon, yeah. counts as this generation. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Breath of the Wild or Red Dead Two are my. Uh, they definitely be, were like the peak of the open world game, which was like a big thing of the last couple of generations. Yeah. But I really feel like those two are the peak of what that sort of genre did. Beautiful mm. environments in different ways and then two completely different approaches to how you inter- interact with that world. And, and, yeah. and to the storytelling yeah. within that experience. Yeah. yeah. The Witcher 3 with them as well. Yep. Um, yeah. That game... I don't remember how it was at launch, <laughs> but mm. it yeah, got great. That, mm. That's the is that the one before though? Technically, or was it? No, that was that was 2015. It, yeah, oh, I was right, going to ask. Okay. It, it it feels like it was longer ago, but no, no, yeah, 2015. So, wow, okay. yeah, this it was a long fucking generate. We're going to yes. skip a bunch of. We're going to not remember mm-hmm. a fuckload of shit. Bloodborne should be, but oh, whatever. Sure. Uh, the other ones we had on this list, we had Red Dead, Breath of the Wild. I've forgotten about, but Tommy said it. Yeah. Witcher three. Persona 5, Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. God of War, and then either The Last of Us 2 or Uncharted 4, whichever, yep. like, one of those Naughty Dog ones should probably be on there. Yes. There are a fuckload of other games. I really liked Alien Isolation. Oh, yeah. I thought that game was really fucking good. Yep. Um, uh, that Call of Duty with Kevin Spacey. Mm. That's my favourite one. <laughs> I think. I think, for me, it's probably Red Dead 2. Yeah. Um, or another game that we are yet to talk about. Right. Well, that's why this one is at the end here because, like, I think Hollow Knight is my favourite indie game of all time, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that game is so fucking impressive to be made by such a small studio. Yep. And, like, the next one is one of the things I'm looking forward to hearing about the most. Um, but, yeah, so just as, like, a shout-out to the yep. best indie game i think for me it's no man's sky oh, and, sure. and it's like kind of the the story of the generation for me of right uh, it's just fucking crazy how it went from cyberpunk levels of flop to a fantastic game that people who are still playing it uh have yeah have benefited so much from the the hard work of the developers and then people yeah. who hated it at the start have there have been people who came around on it too. It's, it does yeah. kind of sum up everything about the last generation of like the attitudes of the general public towards their... Uh, r- the aggression shown mm-hmm. towards that, that studio was crazy. Yes. And something that seemed to begin existing 
within the last decade at least, yeah, yeah. Yeah. if not the generation. Yeah. The thing of it becoming good through patches yep. is huge. Yep. The, those, those two aspects of it in particular are like sure, so symbolic yeah. of what the last generation yeah. ended up being about. The the the, pl- the interplay between the hype machine and the marketing machine of video games, right? And 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 people's expectations and dis- disappointment and and then reaction reaction because that, of that, yeah. yeah. And then the actual product being yeah, uh, an indie game that was marketed probably beyond its scope, and then it eventually hitting that scope is mm. is kind of crazy. I think PUBG has a place somewhere around here yep. just because, like, what a fucking... Like, that's it kicked, kicked off. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. Fortnite is what a lot of people would think of first with video games now. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, PUBG also being this really cool thing at the time and having been watered down over time by mm. aping things that are uh, its lessers, weirdly. You know <laughs> yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Aping X Legends Yeah (laughs) (laughs) For for it's sold so many And for uh, If if I wanted to rank my personal enjoyment It would definitely be up there Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Oh fuck (laughs) Sunk hours into it across two uh, two, But it continues to be Just about the best selling game on the Switch I think even though it came out in the first couple of months And it is a port I think they're just wrapping it in with every Switch now too Yeah Maybe that was just like a Christmas thing. But yeah, fuck, that is a perfect version of that game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 I think God of War was maybe my favourite, just personally. I think every element of God of War came together well. Well, it has the fantastic acting and it has great facial animation. It has mm. that stuff that, that the Naughty Dog games has. Looks incredible. Looks no incredible. loading times, yeah. like the immersion of it where you're just going from area to area it's so yeah. fluidly. Amazing I gameplay. I want to go back to that. Uh, also, though, I think Astrobot beat that out in my Game of the Year stuff because yeah. f- fuck Astro's Astrobot Rescue, Rescue Mission, Mission VR is <laughs> yep. one of the most joyful, fun games yeah. that came out. Um, I mean, we don't have to crown something. There's too many games. Yeah, there's all. Uh, they're all good. Mario <laughs> yeah. Odyssey is in there for me. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I think I'd be pretty comfortable saying Red Dead Two though for mm. it. it Pretty much ticks every box yeah. that I have for for video games. I think there's an argument that that is maybe the best game that's been made still. Yeah, the multiplayer is not that good. Yeah. Is but, my impression you know, of it? I, that's not a box that I need ticked. That's no. a yeah, personal exactly. thing. And Just yeah. literally searching for something to say about. It. But also, but also, Red Dead Online is hugely popular. Exactly. It's not as big yeah. as, as GTA Online, but in terms of like, if you want to say is it successful or not? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is successful. Fuck, Persona Five was good though. Hey, yeah. But uh, let's. This was one of the first games we talked about at the start of the year, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's certainly the first big one that we all got into. We did a big spoiler app on it, so mm. uh, let's wrap up our uh, our um, game of the year chats for the last episode of the year with talking about Kentucky Route Zero, yes. TV edition, which I also <laughs> yes. think. Well, a fuck that name, but b. <laughs> <laughs> I think TV edition is kind of. It reflects, I guess, the attitude of these guys, yeah. right? It's just like, I mean, it's kind of just a funny name for it. Mm. It doesn't really... TV edition is just a silly sort of yeah. joke. I never, yeah, I'd seen this talked about as it was coming out in installments. I never quite knew what it was. And then the 
the art for it and the like mm. poster is like very vague and nondescript and then I can't even remember what it was that made me think it was worth going in, maybe just seeing a couple of reviews once yeah. the yeah. console edition well, launched. But yeah. Do you know what? If it's not Red Dead 2 or maybe Breath of the Wild for me or one of those other ones we talked about, there's an argument to be made in some ways that this game both encapsulates this whole generation and what it was about mm-hmm. and is maybe the best game that there is. I agree. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I think this might be my favorite game of all time. It's really good. It's it's really really good. It's not, but it sort of exists. I'm happy for it to exist in its own category. Almost. Right. It's, it feels almost pretentious to call it the best game of all time to me, just because it's barely trying to be a game. Even. Yeah. You but know what I, but as we all said at the time, like it it if it was a movie if it was a book right so much of the experience of it is the fact that it is you're making True. these choices yeah and and it's a it, that's part of why it because who knows what the fuck a game is anymore <laughs> right. right like as of this generation basically the idea of a game because that's when mobile gaming kicked off that's yep. when free to play stuff and yep. early access stuff and all that sort of thing that's the most popular games in the world tend to be mm-hmm. This game also it came out. It's an indie game. Yeah, yep. it's episodic. It took years and years to actually get finished. Mm-hmm. So it's like DLC mixed with early access. It's not multiplayer <laughs> right. at all. Yeah, it's not free to play either. But like, also it's got a maturity and an advanced level, like a level of storytelling and treating the the player as capable of engaging with it. Yes, yeah. the stuff like The Last of Us Two even. Pales to absolutely. Yeah, I agree yes. completely. And yes. like, yeah, the the way that it's presented and and how much of what uh, makes it successful is the fact mm. that it is a game. You can imagine uh, like a film of Red Dead Two or mm-hmm. Last of Us Two that is like, even though those games are great to play, but they are very cinematic. You mm. can imagine someone hitting those beats and making a film and capturing the look perfectly, yeah, and then being as satisfying as films to experience that story as they are to experience in the game. Yes. Totally. You could not do a film version of Kentucky Route Zero. It yeah. could be a weird book like Ulysses or something where it keeps changing the way that it's being written. Uh, like ah, but the sound design was, was such a huge... Absolutely, yes. For yeah. me personally, the visual design. as soon as that's gone, I'm not into it. Right. Uh, yeah. What about a book yeah. and a tape? <laughs> <laughs> not, not bad, like those little ones when you're a kid in the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn, the page. Turn page yeah. over. But yeah, I think The Last of Us 2 is a really good comparison because yes, it tells a cinematic story in a creative way like really, really effectively, mm. but it does not explore its nuances in anywhere near as interesting or effective a way as Kentucky Route Zero does. And it's good Hollywood style movie or whatever, yes. or like a great HBO series or yeah. something. Yeah. Kentucky Route Zero is like a movie that a friend recommends that I hate. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's too much and I can't be fucked. Yeah. But there's something about this, the way that this game is presented as well. That it's so matter of fact, it's so mm-hmm. like, yeah, here it is. And it's also like uh, the th- uh, thing that makes it a real fucking piece of art is you can take different stuff out of it. Yeah, You yes. get as much as you want. Like it, it kicks your imagination in. Yeah. It yep. kicks your own interpretation of what's going on in. It, it's, it's sparking memories and regrets and feelings mm. that are going to be different for every person yeah. who plays the game. And it... it 
it, the 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 little asides of the writing and mm-hmm. stuff. So much of it isn't about a main story. The thing that seems like the main story just ends up kind of going away. Yeah, but not in a offhanded way. Yeah, in in kind of a point of like, yeah, that's it. You and know. the fact that it like we can discuss it like this, like there are you know you think of a Telltale game where like literally they decide not to follow a story path anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's we're talking about it in a different paradigm in a totally different context. And a game that came out over the course of seven years. Yes. And managed. To actually hold together, yeah, is absurd. Yeah, and I think we all talked like about fucking this. No Man's Sky. Could you know, like, yeah, yeah. has such a bigger budget. I would assume. I don't know what these people make in terms of money. Yeah, but the, you know, it it didn't falter. Mm. It just came out over time. And it sounds like they got even better uh, at making games as time went on. Like they all yeah. skilled up. Y- and yeah, you could tell technically yeah. the what the the way the camera was kind of moving around that last. Um, oh, little yeah. town that you're in mm. was stuff that they clearly just couldn't do in the first one. I think we all talked about how often in role-playing stuff where you're choosing dialogue choices, you kind of um and ah, you're like, and I think, I, from memory, I think we all had the same experience with this where it just, as soon as you got those options, you just knew which one you wanted to pick. Yeah. Yeah. It was so natural and then even it playing with that towards the end where you would talk to a character and they would react as if you had said all of them or it was assumed yes, that yes. it wasn't just like pausing for you mm. to decide. It was kind of assumed that the other ones, the other options you'd at least thought. That, or that was the thing that I really took out of, I think even just the first couple of parts of the game was that the the developers intended you to read each line of dialogue, each option and to take it on board and to, they were each intended to be part of your experience of the game. Totally. Mm. And the one you pick, like there's a lot of stuff you do in that game that blocks off other avenues mm. and whatever. Mm. Not in like a choose your own adventure way, but more just like, do you want to do this half or that half? Or like the, if you pick one, then the other stuff's not going to happen this yep. time. Yep. But it didn't bother me. And it, like mm. that's the point. Part of the point is yeah. like, I'm just sitting watching videotapes in this boat while there's stuff going on upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And if you do the stuff that's going on upstairs, you don't know what all those videotapes are about. Right. Yeah. And they're all, every little bit, like the overall story and theme and all of that works really well. But each of the little tiny asides, all of the small little seemingly not connected things where like, yeah, with that videotape bit, you put one in, it's like, yeah, it's like a weird path and someone's walking down it. I'm not quite sure what this is about. Mm-hmm. But they're all really interesting and and unique and kind of original little miniature stories that you get in between this other bizarre dreamlike kind of mm, world yeah. and story that really fucking just it gets it's it's emotional in like that connecting with you way it's not yes. emotional like yeah. a damn my favorite character died it's emotional like a oh it's cool to realize that other people understand or experience the world as I do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right? Like not and, and not in meaning like in the same way that I do. That like being able to express through art that we are all humans who are in the world. Yeah, yeah. It, I think the moment where you are watching the band play and you just right. watch that yep. song, I think that's my favorite moment of any game mm-hmm. of 2020. Playing yeah. that, I was exclusively yeah. playing this game pretty late at night, middle of summer, just yep. kind of the perfect environment for it. Just sitting there and watching this weird song <laughs> yep. that all the characters are just watching in an abandoned shit. Is it a motel bar or just a yeah. just a dodgy bar? Dodgy it's bar, just a dodgy, dodgy bar. bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just it was just 
incredible and an incredible song and yep. just so weirdly melancholic and, it, and yeah and, then and all it's the all those dodgy bars and that americana kind yeah, of yeah, yeah yeah it's not about the american experience it's using that as a backdrop for people for him for like living in a capitalist society yeah. mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff it's and these the massive weird little ideas interstitials that yeah. where you're in the yeah. first person view and you're in the play and you at yeah. the start you're like what yeah. the fuck is happening here? i think the play experience and like the ending of it is definitely one of my favorite moments of anything that yeah. i've experienced in my life i also think the poem at the very end or yeah. like just before the very end is is great too because it does oh with the horses yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it does the thing that like great movies and, and tv series and books and and you know art does it it manages to make it feel like everything you've experienced in the lead up has meaning and has resolution yeah. and has some sort of transcendental human emotional resonance and it doesn't do it by literally being like remember that thing that you chose in episode right in summary right it's like it just does it by making you feel all of that stuff at once yeah and there's like a little epilogue thing that you unlock at the end as well that is just like almost separate but like it every every little like set piece i guess you want to call them maybe like in between all the different episodes they're doing different things Mm. In, in different styles But there's Yeah Right at the end You're just watching this TV And there's people talking behind you Kind of about you And it's this sweet Separate little story But yeah It's all on the same theme Yeah Everything's yes. happening for the same About the same thought And it's all, it's not all like Deep and, and emotional And like The phone call interlude Right Is really funny Yeah Like yeah, it's yeah. funny yeah. Most of the game is oh, also right. quite funny yeah. So much stuff in this Yeah It's yeah. it's really huge I want to go back through it again It's also a great mm. one I think To maybe If you know If someone's into good books But not video games You can go mm, Get a load of this Yeah, yeah. exactly Yeah Because yeah. yeah. it's, it's really fucking impressive The writing is incredible all of the visuals and the audio and the music and the, you know, it all fits in. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. The fact that it's a game is integral to mm. the experience. Yeah. Yes. And it, and it's, it's not the most... I remember looking at screenshots of it and thinking it kind of looked a bit flat and a bit uninteresting. Right. But uh, so if that's what's turned you off, like once once you're actually in it and yeah. you're seeing it in it does mo- take a little while. Everything, mm. It's, mm. It, I didn't yeah. really settle in until the second episode. I think yeah. that's yeah the same for me. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, but by the end of the fi- if you see it through, like it all pays off. Yes. Right. Exactly. Definitely yeah. check it out if you. Uh, Missed it. It's a good one for over the break. Mm. I think um, it's one of the best games of the generation. One of the best games that's ever been made. Yep. It was uh, second on my top five to a game where you uh, jump around your living room shooting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Video games are real weird. <laughs> you can do lots of different stuff with them. Yeah. Uh, well, that brings us to our wrap up of 2020. Yeah. Uh, in yeah this this year I. By the way, I didn't even talk about Doom Eternal much, but I think it's very good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. yeah. I didn't. I found it too difficult. Yeah, fun, fun dance, more like a Devil May Cry than the first Doom. Mm. Kind of disappointing that it's not another Doom game, but on its own, it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks great. Sorry. That's a fun. Uh, yeah, this year, uh, I I feel like I feel this way, and I'm sure that most people listening feel this way. I was very glad to have video games as a hobby mm. to eat up the time. People that uh, we all know that that don't have that as a hobby, I mm. genuinely do not know what the fuck they did to fill yeah. the time. Like I said, having something like persona to chip away at and uh yeah these big games coming out and uh 
you know, knowing that I was going to be able to discuss these things with you guys every yes. week and then in our wider Facebook community as well, it helped me immensely. So yes. thank you to you two and thank you to yes. everyone who listens because it truly was a very difficult year and it it, it really did help. It, yeah. Having yeah. this as a as a hobby and this show specifically as an outlet mm. was um was was great. A yeah. great distraction. I, I was yeah. about to bring that up too. Us having scheduled times to interact yeah. when we couldn't leave the house and even if it was just to, talking about video games, I think that was probably the best thing to have. Yeah. A, a, yeah. a reason to catch up with friends and talk about something that wasn't depressing. <laughs> and totally. to, and f- yeah. feeling like, yeah, I mean, I typically on this show I have you know, not played as much, I think we all, you know, have periods in our in our lives when we come to do the show where we've been busy and we haven't been able to sink the time I mean, into this I, we want. I had mm. it during this year because I found it difficult to play right. games at some right. point because it was just like, oof, yeah. you know, but yeah. But I felt like with, with these things that we were reviewing that I was getting to the end of it and having finished it or being mm. able to sink the amount of time in it, it, it really, yeah, it was, it was weird to have for me personally a weird little positive out of that of yeah. like, I feel yeah. like it's making my contribution to the show a little bit better right. 100% having this show to do made the year easier and it's yeah. been very nice to hear some people say that that was similar for them to have the show to listen to yes nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really yeah. cool so and, and thanks if you're on that ship well, if, if we made it harder somehow <laughs> <laughs> what are you still doing here? Uh, yeah I mean but if you're someone who just uh, quietly enjoyed the show and has never tweeted at us or left a review like you know that's the majority of our listeners and yeah. we don't have the the time or the justification to do our show without a bunch of people listening to it. Yeah. So yeah, much much appreciated. Um, for, for yeah, to all the listeners out there. Yeah. Mm. Thanks everyone. Yes. Great to have video games as a hobby. Yes. Kind of wish I had that money back from the gaming PC that I bought. That's now outdated. <laughs> but you know, I, if it hadn't been for that, I would have found one of the rents a little late. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, video games yep. are cool. Yep. You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks guys for listening. Yeah, we hope we thank you to everyone who's messaged us. Uh, yes. And hey, look, you know, this thing's still going on and is uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's safe. Getting sure. worse in some parts yeah. of the country. Yes. So hopefully, if you're in that position. Uh, you are doing okay, but uh, yeah. Look, hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week to talk uh, a bit of a look forward to next. We were going to do as a category right. this yeah, next year, yeah. and then the list ballooned out, and we all realised, oh, that that could just be its own episode. So yeah, yeah, yeah we'll be talking about the things we're excited for in twenty twenty one. Thank you for listening to our wrap up of this year. Head to filthycasuals.com.au for the links to our socials, the Patreon where you can get a bonus episode every week. The Bandcamp premium episodes, the YouTube, all that sort of stuff. We'll see you in 2021, as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. It's funny that a Half-Life, I just realised a new Half-Life game coming out really did cause the end of the world. <laughs> like that, actually, the joke came true. Anyway, Happy New Year. Happy Bye. New Year. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.